0: Welcome to Indie Depth, the show where we go in-depth with independent filmmakers about their filmmaking process. I'm your host, Andrew Froning, and today I have actor, producer, Randy Sloan. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, Andrew, really.
0: (laughs) Of course. So you are an actress, which is how I first met you. Um, You also do some of the producing, which is is awesome that... um, you're able to expand in that way, To um, I'm sure it helps with uh, finding roles and finding projects that you really want to be a part of.
1: I think it's important. Um, I didn't know this in the beginning, but I think it's important to work both ends of the camera, like in front of the camera, behind the camera. I really feel that being in front of the camera actually helped me as a producer And I think being a producer helps me as an actor. Mm. But I didn't know that until I started going behind the camera. And it just sort of, um, like I said, it helps. But you you just see it from a different perspective. And I know how things look now in the camera. So whether it's an expression. uh, And even though you're trained with, you know, on film and television, don't go too big because it's not stage. And if you do this on television it's, or film, it's going to be like that. <laughs> so I think being behind the camera helped me as an actor, you know, in, in different ways, not just that way, in, in different ways, my performance or just how things work behind the camera. And like I said, being um, a producer or being an actor helped me as a producer. That's getting all crazy, but I yeah, think- they, the in, it. they
0: inform each other. Um, because yeah. it's just a different part of the process and it's yep, a collaborative absolutely. art. So to know, um, or to have an idea of what the end result is going to be, I imagine helps you as an actor. And then being an actor, um, as a producer, you kind of know what you're looking for.
1: Exactly. Wow. You said it, it in one line as opposed to my 20 line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned from your 20 line. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, acting, how did you get started?
1: funny because uh, when I was a little girl that was what I wanted to be and it just was you know performing shows as a little girl with my sister with my cousins it was just such a passion even as a little kid I had but you know life happens and you decide to become a private eye so (laughs) where that came in I don't know Um, I always relate being a private investigator Uh, to being an actor it sort of runs parallel because basically you're pretending to be a different character
0: Mm.
1: then you're getting paid for it in both instances Um, and you really have to take on the role of the character if you want people to you know believe you and believe your your character as far as trying to get information Mm. as an actor we're trying to get you know information As a private eye you're trying to get information so I actually became a private eye for for over 15 years, and I worked all different kinds of cases. Everybody thinks being a private eye is all about cheating spouses or you know following people, and that's not what it is. I worked in uh, Manhattan at a prestigious firm actually, and we did a lot of landlord tenant cases. We did um, missing persons. We did insurance cases. So only a small percentage of our cases were actually matrimonial. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. So after I did that for all those years, uh, you know, you get married in between and then oh, let me have a child, oh, let me have another child. And I was lucky enough to be a state home mom, which was great. And then my girls got a little older and you know, I just, I, I felt like I wasn't fulfilled and a good friend of mine said, you know, you always have talked about becoming an actor and really pursuing that outside of school. And I was like, you know what, you're right. So I just totally indulge myself in in training and networking and, you know, going to class and really, you know, just absorbing whatever I can to learn about the business. And as we know, you know, in any filmmaking today, you got to know the business.
0: Yeah,
1: so the, the the business side of it so that that was about five and a half years ago and i haven't stopped
0: good good for you so i imagine being a private eye the way you describe it um you're almost acting maybe to a degree like you're you're being a heightened it's a heightened conversation absolutely where where you have a goal and the other person possibly has a secret so what's the
1: difference The difference is you don't have a film crew of 30 people around you <laughs> and it could be dangerous. It definitely could be dangerous. I, I've had um, cases where I had to go in people's apartment um, with undercover camera equipment and people wouldn't let me out because they knew what I was doing. Um, I've had to deal with you know police department. I always try or what I always did was get in touch with the local precinct And let them know whether calling going in and let them know if I was going to be conducting a surveillance just so they know that there is a car sitting on this you know rural in this rural area people are going to they want to know why is this car there so yeah I mean there's been I I had to testify in court I've gotten death threats yeah it's not always so safe on a film set you're definitely more safe
0: yeah less less death threats in my experience
1: (laughs) I'm glad I could laugh about it today.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, so, with that background, um, I know you play a lot of detective roles, and I'm sure that's lent into it. But um, what's the role that's farthest out of your comfort level that you've played?
1: Oh wow. Um, I did an an independent film. It was a beautiful film where. Um, I lost my son, and playing a mom is easy, but playing a mom who lost a child, that wasn't easy. So that was definitely stretching, and you know, trying to get to that place where I don't know God, and you, you know, your heart breaks.
0: Right. So how did you? um, How did you go about that? How did you? How did you make that work?
1: I think by being a mom, it might have been a little easier for me to go there in my head. Not the greatest thing to go to, not the greatest thought to go to, but I think that that helped. Um, And just knowing what this director and this filmmaker wanted and the message she was trying to get out there. I just wanted to make her proud of the character, and I think she was.
0: And I always, you even said before, it's important to find um, projects to work on that you believe in, that have a good message, that um, might be a sad message, but something that needs to get out there, something you're passionate about.
1: Absolutely, I mean, if there is something that people don't wanna talk about You know, what better way than to get it out on film where you do have this broad audience and let people know it's okay to talk about, and it's okay to feel a certain way, and it's okay to grieve. Well put. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So now back to the fun detective roles.
1: <laughs> yeah. Love those! I love those.
0: What What do you bring to the table um, from your previous experience? Why Why do they keep calling you back?
1: <laughs> um, I think being a woman also um, kind of helps. Okay. Yes, being a you know a detective is mostly is mostly male dominated. It is. It's, that's just the stats and, and the facts. Um, but I think here comes a woman that, and there's many actors, actors that I know that are female that totally, you know, take on these roles of detectives and they do a great job. And I just think that I'm one of them because I do, I have a strong personality, um, and whether it's that I walk into the audition and they feel that energy, they feel that personality that I have, um you can't be intimidated as a detective Hmm. you're sitting in an interrogation room you're trying to get information you're trying to get people to admit a crime that they committed there's no room for being intimidated but at the same time there has to be maybe a little bit of a softness to the person and i think being a woman not that men can't i can only speak because i'm a woman Hmm. i can offer both Okay. You know, I could be tough if I need to, but yet, you know, maybe it's a mother thing. They can feel comfortable talking to me. I'm saying like in a specific uh, scene, sure. like in an, an interrogation. Um, and I think filmmakers or casting directors, they like bringing women on set that are strong female role models, um, including detective. Um yeah, so I think that, that that has a lot to do with it good. to answer the
0: question. Yeah, and I mean also for shots where that character goes home or interacts with someone else to to have some depth to the character versus mm-hmm. just playing the the strong Toss. personality is yeah It's good. It's good to have because that because at the
1: end of the day, I'm a woman. Maybe I'm a mom and I'm a wife, and I'm talking I'm talking on on you know character or that's also for life, but in real life. But um, yeah, so I think it's just makes them more human. And I think, again, as you know, being in the film industry, when you're human, you're relatable. And as viewers, that's what people wanna see. I can relate to that character. So that falls into it as well, I think.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's why it works. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, there you go.
0: You have produced a new short film that's in the festival circuit. I can see it behind you. Why don't you tell us about it?
1: (laughs) My passion, my love, my baby, my art. The Della Marthe sisters. Della Marthe, of course, meaning of death. And it's just, you know, it's everybody's baby. It's the director's baby. It's the writer's baby. It's, you know, my other, my co-producer's baby. but I'm me, and I'm Randy, and I'm just saying that it is my baby. And, of course, I'm biased, and it is a wonderful film, but there are several reasons why it makes... why it's very special to me. Uh, one of them is my best friend, Andrew Marino, and his son, Ben, wrote it. And that was great because Andrew and I were, were best friends for years, but this was really the first time we collaborated on a project
0: Oh, great. and
1: I mean, yeah. And I had a lot of input. I didn't want to, I didn't want to cross the, the line of him writing because mm-hmm. I know writers, you know, they get focused on something and who am I to add in, in an idea? And he was open to it and he was so open. I used to call him at like two in the morning and say, I have a great idea. That he didn't appreciate. So I called him at 7 in the morning. And that was so much fun to actually not only produce it and, and act in it, you know, be one of the stars, but to actually have, you know, input on the storyline and the structure of it. That that was amazing. And I love him for that, that he trusted me um, and my ideas as well. So
0: Yeah, that's huge um, yeah. to be involved like that. I'm sure knowing... The person having the relationship already you feel a little more open than you know to someone you just met and you say uh i love it <laughs> yeah, uh, you know <laughs> yeah, it's like where exactly. where's where's the line you already have the relationship so you can right. feel comfortable saying you know i don't know about this or you know maybe this is a little different and he knows you care about him and you care about the project
1: exactly and i think like i said that's what compounded my passion for it. And I just was so excited to work with Andrew. And, you know, we always talked about making um, other projects and, and, and putting our heads together. And yeah, we wrote things down. He would even get treatments made for them. But this was the first one that we actually went through, produced, you know, it, it's a film. Oh, great! And it's a completed project.
0: It's nice to have that ownership over something which um,
1: absolutely being
0: a producer like you're saying you know you spent the time developing uh, putting everything together making sure everybody shows up at the right time has food has a bathroom um has all their needs met their their different meal choices and (laughs) and (laughs) And that's
1: like the smaller part of it i didn't realize how much until i produced my first film a couple of years ago candlestick justice um, I didn't realize what went into uh, being a producer. I think a lot of people have this uh, false notion of thinking a producer is the one who funds the film. And while that's true as an executive producer, producing a film is, is different. It's, it's literally handling everything from beginning to end. And everything, the budget, the cast, the crew, the permits, the insurance that's all the producer. And it's sometimes a thankless job, and it's a lot of work, but it's such, when the, when the film is done, what a rewarding feeling, yeah. really, really. Um, and there were three producers in it, Andrew, myself, and Judith DiDonato, who was also one of the stars. And we said from the beginning, we're funding this this is no crowdfunding we're funding it ourselves we're going to try to get the best of the best that we can and you know we went and i did think of you andrew i did think of you oh, Thank you. Um, <laughs> but we went to a level that i never thought that we would even go to great um my dp was leland crane and you know a, a master of his craft and, you know, he did, he does a lot of network shows, you know, films, Hollywood films. And I never thought that we would get him. Right. Andrew saw his reel and said, I want Leland. And I was like, really, you're going to pay for this? And, you know, they work with you because they're so used to working on Hollywood films or network shows. I don't think they, or as Leland explained to me, they don't get to be as creative
0: sure, when sure.
1: they're doing that. So here comes an indie filmmaker, and they get to throw their ideas out. And they have a lot of input. Leland had a lot of input in the shots. And our editor was Megan Costello. She was on the editing team of all these Hollywood movies, Bridesmaids, Guardians of the Galaxy, 21 Jump Street. Yeah, I mean, I was in, I was in a world, a universe, that I, I was pretty much pretending that I knew what I was doing, but along the way, because they were so gracious and so giving and so willing to help us understand this this level, that I really learned a lot. And I don't just say that lightly. I learned so much from this production of the Delamorte Sisters, pre and post production.
0: Wow.
1: And I think that that's going to help me you know as in the in the future as as a producer,
0: oh of course, Even yeah, more. now that you have something like this under your belt too, um, yeah. as much as the learning process, um, now you've got a stage to move from, you know exactly
1: the next thing's exactly. gonna be
0: better as the next thing yeah. is always better, you know you, you take what so. you learn, you take uh-huh. what you learn, and uh-huh. you add some new things, you build on yep. to it, you take a, a scary step you know, that you don't know, over the ledge. and
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a process. It is. It's a process, and I can't wait to get back to it.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, um, all.
0: <laughs> yeah, all of us right now with the the pandemic. It's, I want to go outside. It looks so nice out
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> you can get out. Social distance, six feet, you're good. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'll be all right. Um But, yeah, I've got um, season two of my web series that... Pretty much ready to shoot. Um, need a couple locations, but have the actors in place. I was ready to go. Um, I have a TV pilot that kind of shopping around that we shot. Yeah, we shot. yeah, we shot it already. so it's kind of like, okay, not just here's a script, but here's what it could be.
1: yeah um,
0: or here's what it is if you want to fund it and you know we'll make it ourselves. That's another option. that's pretty yeah. cool too. So I'm writing more scripts on that. I'm also writing a feature film with um, Christopher Arangio, who you know.
1: Yes, buddy Chris. <laughs> yeah,
0: so a lot of writing projects and a lot of things, I think, are going to come out of this. That that's awesome. That are really going to be worthwhile because everybody's had time to think.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, during this pandemic, we were so limited to what we can do. And everything was pretty much kept, especially for the first, what, eight weeks, where yeah. we really were staying inside. Everything's been Zoom. Zoom. You know, I'm part of this collective group, the Actors Quarantine Collective, and that's been like my saving grace, mm. just, you know, um, reading, doing these readings and, you know, just that, that, that creative part as a filmmaker and as an actor that, that we crave, we need.
0: Sure. You now, know? you were also telling me that you worked on a documentary?
1: Yes, yes. Um, uh, very close to my heart, uh, unfortunately. Um, it's called Dan's Plan. And Dan's Plan is a nonprofit organization that was put together after my nephew took his life at 25. And, you know, two days after his death, um, my sister and his brother, my other nephew, they wanted to. Turn a negative into a positive, basically, and you know, support the thought of removing this, this stigma that has always been attached to suicide and mental illness. And that was 2015. Um, it started, and you know, there's a whole acronym to Dan's plan um, that I can't think of at the moment. I know it by heart. Um, That's why you know, it's written whole, down. Yeah, I know. Direct your attitude. Notice the problem. Seek help. It's it's a whole thing, mm. and you know, I got very friendly with um, a, an actor friend of mine, Montana Rock, and a couple of years ago, I talked about doing a short film about suicide and mental illness with him, and he was all for it. He's a filmmaker himself, and as the time went on, and I was thinking about it. I just wanted something to stand out Yeah. and I just don't, I spoke to other filmmakers and you know, they were trying to be very gentle and saying, look, you just don't want this to be another film about suicide. Uh, unfortunately, you know, because of the statistics, it's so it's all over. It's all over. Everybody's making, and, and that's great that they're making that, but I guess I just wanted to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if somebody suggested it or if I came up with doing a documentary. Talk about no experience with making a documentary. Montana and I talked for a long time before starting it, before deciding what we were going to do. And each year, Dan's plan holds several events throughout the year, fundraisers. And our biggest one is the City Field event. And we have close to 200 people coming. And we hold like a big... You know barbecue before on the premise we get to go on the field uh city fields gets a big you know they take a big picture of us um we have been awarded we have the home plate award we just last year we were able to go on the dance plan board members there's like eight of them they were able to go on the field with the big banner you know it was it was a great we were on the video on the jumbotron we have like a 60 second clip about you know dan's plan and seek help and you know just suicide prevention so we decided to start the documentary on the day of the city field event so it's it's talking about mental illness and 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 suicide prevention but i want to get the i wanted to get the word out i wanted to spread the word of what dan's plan was really about and and take a trip with us on this you know to to city field which is our biggest event like i mentioned and everybody was just amazing uh you know we did the interviews with as many people as we can um and you know i also went back to his high school i interviewed his baseball and football coach i went to the restaurant that he worked at interviewed his employer employer who also felt that dan was like his adopted son Mm. and it's a very hard video to watch especially for Stan's family and friends, but I think there's such positivity in it. Um, Don't, you know, if you're feeling something or you're not feeling something, and there are people out there that care, and and they they wanna help you. And we're all in this together, really. So that's uh, pretty much it. So we just got accepted into our first festival. It was the first one I submitted to, And we got into it, Long Island International um, Film Expo. And I'm so excited. It's sad. but it's You know, it's like bittersweet sad, but it's exciting. Because people will be watching it. And that's spreading the word. It's what it's about.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's as tragic as some of the circumstances and topics documentaries can cover. um, To be able to... Mm -hmm. Bring something that might help someone in the future is well
1: that's the thing we about. always say yes if you can help one person one family you know we've done something and I just have to shout out to Montana Rock who um just really worked with me and, and the dance plan board in such a compassionate way um sensitive and he actually edited it so um yeah, it's, and I helped him. He gets mad, but I did help him. Editing <laughs> is not easy. Oh no. my goodness, you know.
0: Especially a documentary. So much footage. And there's so no like, footage. there's no script. It's like, I gotta take this. It's a very creative process.
1: So creative. But Montana said the hardest part of editing was figuring how, because there's a lot of, I'm Italian, there's a lot of mm. Italian people, um, figuring out how to move. How to edit these people's hands out of the way is was... <laughs> when we talk. <laughs> you got to find the humor. So, very funny. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, but how did, did it. how did you guys settle on the hand thing? Just out of curiosity. I
1: don't know. <laughs> is <laughs> editing magic? I, I don't know. Okay. The, it looks great. I mean, the final product looks, looks amazing. We're actually um, doing, we're, we're currently uh, getting a poster made for it. So, you know, yeah, I don't know what he did. He's just a magician that Montana made it
0: work. So, Randy, you've played a lot of strong roles and um, you've you've really kind of broken into this industry um, from just wanting to do it, um, which is very admirable. And, you know, you're you're a woman coming into this. How um, how do you think? stepping into this, um, primarily male-dominated field, um, what was your experience with that?
1: Um, you know, I mentioned before I have a strong personality. Um, sometimes men and women alike can feel intimidated by that. Um, not that that really has anything to do with it, but in a way it does. Um, I think that Coming into the film industry as a female actor is one thing. Coming into it as a filmmaker, producer, totally different, mm. totally different side to it. Um, it, like you said, it is male dominated, and you gotta hope that you're going to be working with other crew members that are just respectful of that. You know, I'm not here to tell you what to do or to tell my DP, you know, my DP, my director. No, I we are all equal, and it's. I think it's been a little harder for women. For women, absolutely, because of the the, the male dominated um, um, aspect of it. But I don't know. I was I was gonna actually segue into saying, I think it starts at home. Mm-hmm. I think it starts at home. Um, women empowerment. Um, I know growing up that i mean i was a tomboy i climbed trees i played sports you know my mom played sports when i was a little kid and i saw that you know girls don't have to be in dresses and you know it's okay that even back then um my daughter who is graduating high school this year and uh continuing on to a business college you know that's a business is a huge male-dominated yeah. industry. And I hope, I like to say she did, but I do hope that she saw it coming from home first. And I think that's how it's going to continue in in society. It starts at home and women know, well, I could do the same thing a man can do, but mostly. You know, I'm not going to be one of those people that say, well, I could lift 300 pounds, because I can't <laughs> I just can't, but with other things, yeah, why can't I do, why can't I be a, a woman be a DP and be just as good as you or, yeah. you know, somebody else?
0: Yeah, we're talking about ideas here. It's There's no, there's no limitations.
1: No, no, there, there shouldn't be. And, you know, you got to get that in their head, too, that, and, you know, you say it, you say it to, to school kids, kids in middle school, you say it in high school. You know, they have um, assemblies Mm -hmm. and they're having people talk and say, you're as strong as this or you could do this and put your mind to it. You know, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to apply it. But also, like you said, who's your role model? So if you see somebody doing it, maybe I could do that, too. You know, there are no limits. So I I get very passionate about it. Well,
0: as you should be. I mean, it's, it's your work. It's, it's your role. It's your life.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I was always very taken with the fact that, you know, I, I edit. And mm-hmm. a lot of famous um, films have been edited by women. Yeah. Um, Quentin Tarantino worked with Sally Menke. Um, Martin Scorsese, Thelma Schumacher. So, like, there, there's always been women behind the scenes.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: you know, now we're just getting to a point where we're just, I I feel like we're just so saturated with, like, the same content over and over that we need some diversity in the storytelling, in the perspective, I think, is where I see the biggest change.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, And I wanted to just kind of piggyback on what you said as far as um, females being involved in the editing process. But also now, I mean, if you look around especially in indie filmmaking, uh, the directors, you know, directors there's, I mean, I know, I know quite a number of female directors and they are good directors Mm. and they're strong and they know what they want. And, you know, they've earned respect. They really have, you know, so I I think that that's great for the younger generation to look up to. Why shouldn't, why shouldn't they be, Mm. you know?
0: and now you can see Um, them doing.
1: Yeah, and I just also wanted to mention um, for Della Marte Sisters, uh, our director, Bill Sorvino. it was his directorial debut. Um, He was so open to the other producer, Judith DiGonato and I, with our ideas. Hmm. He was so good about that and I love that because I understand a director goes into a film, they'll read the script and they have like a certain, you know, not knowledge about it, but they have a certain way that they're already thinking in their head how they want to film it, you know, what they want the shots to be. And I love that he was so open to suggestions I had, suggestions Judy had. You know, we were we were a female-dominated, uh, dominating uh, cast, mm-hmm. the three sisters, along with Deborah Toscano. And, you know, it, I, I don't really want to give away what the, what the story is about, but... It, it was it was it was a, a not a task, but working with these people that I mentioned before, all these um different level, um a higher level than what I was used to, um, they were just so again, open to our input and our views and our opinions, and that really makes you feel good, you know as as a woman filmmaker. so sorry, I kind of went off a little that. Well, yeah,
0: it's being a collaborator and seeing yes. that this film you're three women.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you're telling the story from the woman's perspective so that input right. is valuable. And yes. I feel like maybe if the movie was made 20 years ago um, it would have been a predominantly male perspective telling right. a story about women. I mean... Well,
1: that's what I loved about Andrew, the writer, and Bill uh, involving us and, and like you said, collaborating, you know, they're male, we're female. And Andrew might have written a line that I said, I would never say this. <laughs> <laughs> I understand I'm not, the, you know, I'm Randy and I'm not Juliana Delamorte in real life, but a woman's not going to say this. Mm. You know, so you have to find that, you know, that medium where you're both willing to also meet because, again, you don't want to step on any writer's toes and cross the boundary and they know what they're doing. Mm. That's their forte.
0: Right. And so they definitely have a direction that they want it to go in. But I know that yeah, the the kind of cliche saying is you know, men think a little more logically and women are a little more emotionally. I They're mean, emotionally, I, yeah. think, I think there's varying degrees of that, but yes. um, it is, diff- uh, you would approach it from a different um, place, I would right. feel.
1: Right, right. Um, and, and you're absolutely right when you say that with, with how men think and how women, you know, think and then the differences. Um, but I think when you are putting together a film... It's, you know, that's the the beauty of being able to collaborate, you know, getting the different views and getting different, you know, ideas that bring the film together. But you're not going to do that unless you're open to it. Yeah. And there are filmmakers out there who are set. They want what they want. And that's, that's fine, too. This happened to be a project that it was... A, a collaboration of wonderful minds and, and different ideas. So I think I'm really proud of that too. Um is, you know, in addition to everything else. I think I'm really proud that of them and, and us.
0: Yeah, I and mean, you speak a lot about um the collaboration and, you know, wanting to to speak up but um maybe doing it tactfully from the way I've heard you describe it, you know, not yeah. not I mean, obviously, you don't want to go up and, like, say, oh, I would never say this. You don't want to be that actor. but, but, no, but
1: never, to, ever, ever. No, nah, it doesn't work. Because the next one... Yeah, <laughs> like, I heard about her. I heard about that Randy Sloan. You don't want to work with her. She's awesome.
0: Well, you know, it's funny to to bring back the the, the male-dominated thing and just the the whole mindset. When I was a news producer um, at my college, mm-hmm. I had a very good friend who, she was actually the reason I had jumped up to being news producer, because she had done it the previous year. Okay. And she was so good. She was so, like, commanding and definitive. And, you know, you got to get over here. And I respected that so much. But every time to this day when we talk about it, she's like, oh, I was such a bitch. It's like,
1: uh-huh. No!
0: Like you, you got shit done. You're a pro- yeah. you're a good producer. So you know there is a mindset to be overcome.
1: Yeah, I mean i I work with I have a sort of a a girl that that a friend, a very good dear friend of mine, Megan Martin. She and I like I feel like you know she'll come on as line producer. She'll be my associate producer. I can't work without her in any project. I'm doing a Zoom reading next week. I had to have her on board. I was coordinating it. You know, I think that people in the beginning might be a little like, hmm, you know, what what are these two about? Or, you know, she's the sweetest thing in the world. She's from West Virginia. She, her and I together are very funny because I'm, I'm so New York and <laughs> she has like such class and sometimes it's just very funny. But, I think that I know what I like on a set, you know. In any of the films that I've produced, I want an organized set. I want a respectful set. And th- you know, thank God, knock on wood, I've had the pleasure of, you know, working with wonderful crew members, cast members, actors, everything, and everything's really been pretty cool. But I wouldn't be afraid to say something if, you know, there was disrespect on my set know if there was disrespect on the set I'm not standing for it and you don't have to be a bitch about it you don't you know you could like you said with tact and it's all in the approach it's all it's all how you speak to somebody and you know I think that that's so important because everybody on set is important I don't care if you're the DP I don't care if you're the AD the first cameraman a PA everybody is important and without these people, you're not having a film, or you're not having a TV show, and, and nothing. So, you know, you could be, you know, um, what's the word? You could have an organized set uh, or a professional set, but you don't have to be abrasive,
0: hmm. you know?
1: You have to respect people. That, that's just my thing.
0: Sure. Well, it's all about, your, it's like work, you know, it, to a degree. It is work. You have to get along with the people you're right. working with. Like, even I mean, if it's just for one day, you're exactly. there for hours. I mean,
1: what's the expression? Um, uh, and what is it? A happy employee is an efficient yeah. employee. Right. Well, same thing on set. You know, they're going to give you their best work if they're happy and they feel respected. You know, so if they're not respectful, well, then we're going to have a problem. But, no it's, it's it's all good
0: yeah great parting words thank you yeah. so much randy um yeah. where thank can, you where can we see your previous work
1: um well my website has a lot of clips um that's uh, randy and then you could always find me on facebook of course um randy with e-e r-a-n-d-e-e Sloane, S-L-O-A-N-E, or my actor page on Facebook is probably better. Uh, Randy Sloane, R-A-N-D-I. I know it's confusing. And then Sloane, or on Instagram at Randy Actor Seven, R-A-N-D-E-E, Actor 27 Seven. All right. And Twitter. Have... I always forget. Randy Sloane, I think.
0: <laughs> He'll find. It. I'll put all those links in the description, so you awesome. guys don't have to look around for all the different Randy Sloanes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: beautiful thank you so much Andrew. thank you no, for really, going... thank you for having me on i appreciate oh. it
0: well thank you for being here and for chatting no, about please. such cool topics
1: and thank you for being so cool oh
0: always thanks for going indie death thanks